How about if you're perfect enough to throw a stone, you throw a stone. And this, to me, is one of the great verses of the Bible because Absolutely. no one should throw, like they say, you shouldn't be pitching stones in a glass house. Yep. When you're not perfect, Jesus Christ said it in Matthew 7. When you got a plank in your own eye, shouldn't be pulling the, pulling the speck out of somebody else's eye. Jesus isn't the condemner of this world, okay? He's the saver of the world. This is the Way to Go podcast, and we are about faith, family, and daily life. We're about taking God's word, breaking it down, making it practical to everyday living. Now, if you want to watch the show, you can actually go to Eagleville Bible Church. Just go to YouTube, type in Eagleville Bible Church. You will find it on the Way to Go playlist. But again, faith, family, and daily life. This is what we're all about. Welcome to the Way to Go podcast. I'm Bill McMinn, along with Mark Costeller, talking about John chapter 8. And in John chapter 8 is a very famous story, and that is the woman caught in adultery. So we're going to yeah. get to that, where they want to stone her. And Jesus Christ said, let the person without sin cast the first stone. Ooh, ooh. Right. Man, I love that. I know. It's, you know? it's pretty um, awesome. But here's what, yeah. let's just start at the beginning, though, because this whole thing in this chapter, I, I'm seeing in John this constant theme of who is Jesus? Yeah. Uh, who's your testimony? How do we know you're mm -hmm. true? Mm -hmm. And so John 5, you and I talked about it. Well, John the Baptist said he was. Jesus Christ said God the Father did. The works did. So there were all these testaments. You see it in the next chapters. We see it last chapter. Whispering. You see it again wanna, in this chapter. Right. right? Yeah, they don't so, even want to say mm -hmm. it out loud. Who is mm -hmm. Jesus Christ? And they're debating. Is he just a prophet? Is he a man? You know, so they have all this debate. And then, so he's at the Jerusalem for the Feast of Booths told his brothers he wasn't going then he did go and so they send the guards to arrest him but they said we can't arrest him because whoever spoke with such authority is him so that that was kind of interesting the next morning in john chapter 8 it said that jesus christ went to the mount of olives you have to assume he went there to pray right mm -hmm. and then in verse 2 early in the morning he came down again to the temple all the people came to him and he sat down and taught them yeah and it says in in the NIV, at dawn, he's yeah. there. Like, first thing in the morning, we're not talking, like, first thing in the morning is a relative term. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, first thing in the morning for some people is 10. 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First yeah. thing in the first in mm -hmm. the morning for some people is crack of dawn. Mm -hmm. So, when obviously, crack of dawn is closer for first thing in the morning for Jesus. Yeah, I mean, there's other scriptures that say he went out to the wilderness to pray before the sun came up. Right. You know, so he, he, it was his pattern, I think, to get up early in the morning to spend time. But look at what he was doing. He got up early in the morning so that what? So he could go and teach the people. Right. You know what I mean? That was his passion. I love that about Jesus Christ, man, because I like teaching people. You know, right. you like teaching people. Sure. And it, when you have spiritual understanding like Christ does and spiritual authority, because the people that signed under his teaching, they said, We've never heard authority like this right. before, you know? Uh, so well, you want people that. to know. You yeah. want people to know the truths, you know, I, I of God's word. I'm impressed with that. Of course, you know, being a teacher is great, but I think that everyone can relate to what time do you get up and are you getting after it? You know, you, you look mm -hmm. at Jesus Christ, he's getting after it. He's getting after his goals. He's at it first thing in the morning. I think mm -hmm. there is a challenge. You know, he went, everyone else went home, not him. He went to the Mount of Olives because he's always seeking God. And so I mm -hmm. think that's, so first thing in the morning, I, I don't know about you, but you know, I don't per se like a lot of noise and chaos first thing in the morning. This is early because he's <laughs> teaching them. Again, it's first thing in the morning, scribes and Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in adultery. Now, to me, 
when you think about the time of day this is, it actually makes more sense of the story. They're dragging someone caught in adultery, right? Because she had probably spent the night. Yeah. Or some man had spent the night with her, or she had spent the night with some man, and so they drag this woman. Why don't they drag the guy? I don't know. Like, what happened to the guy? Yeah. Who knows? He's so, probably in there with him. Yeah, maybe. He's probably one of the elites. You know, yeah. that's speculation. We don't yeah, know, but, you know, he's probably one in there with him. You know, it's crazy. But it's not fair. They're only picking on her. But mm -hmm. they obviously, so if they caught her, they had to have caught her with this guy. At night is ending. At the crack, obviously she wasn't out praying, so right. she was doing stuff she shouldn't have been doing, and so it's early in the morning. They've just caught this yeah. woman in adultery and maybe hatched the plan right then. Hey, let's go That's cause right. problems for Jesus. Let's That's drag right. this woman and try to get him in trouble. Obviously, they knew where to go. Right, they knew where to find him. I mean, that's kind of weird, isn't it? Right. I mean, they knew. So Jesus had a pattern about himself. You know what I'm saying? Well, he like was at he the was, temple. Yeah. There you go. Right. Right. You know, right. Which was his custom. You know what I mean? He was. He had a pattern of doing that. So. Yeah, I would say when he was yeah. there, but mm -hmm. he wasn't. It, he was in Galilee a lot of his ministry, and so I don't think there was like a daily thing for Jesus Christ. He's there. They're going to find him teaching. Okay. They drag this woman out there, right? So That's I think true. they're hatching yeah. a plan. You know, they hear about it. They're hatching this plan probably as they go. That mm -hmm. let's try to get Jesus Christ in trouble. And a couple of things I've heard is one, they didn't really have the authority to stone him. Stone. Now they would yeah. pick up stones when they got mad at Jesus Christ and think about pitching a few, but really when they had to crucify Jesus Christ, they had to take him to Pilate. I mean, they really didn't have the authority on their own. So, I mean, you could be setting up Christ if he would have said yes to owner as going contrary to the ruling land, you know, like the oh, law okay. of Moses says okay. this, but then there's the law of Rome. So they would be setting up a battle between Jesus Christ and yeah. And the, okay, the Roman so they government. didn't even have the authority to stone her. I think it's the whole thing's a farce. I think the gotcha. whole thing's right. They gotcha. weren't going to stone well, her. Well, that's cool. They I did. mean, I never realized that. Yeah, I, I thought they did. No, but. I don't think they were stoning people at all. I think this is like a really unusual thing that they were that, bringing to Jesus Christ, and they just mm -hmm. want him to step into it. You know, should we pay tax to Caesar or not? Like, that was another question they got. I think they were right. trying to get him in trouble. So, so they were they the were government. doing, in verse 6, it says they were trying to trap him. Right. They were trying to trap him. Here, right. You know, so that makes a lot more sense now that I look into what you're seeing there. Um, they, they they didn't have any intentions of stoning this woman. They were tr testing him. They were right. trapping they him. They were just to, trying yeah. to trap Jesus that's, Christ. That's a good this, point, though. saying Thanks. the wrong yeah. thing. Mm -hmm. And so, like I said, they said it to test him. And he's writing the sand. I would love to know oh. what he was writing oh. in the sand. I'm telling you, I've heard of a lot of different things. You know, it's all right. speculation. It is, we no don't know what it no, is. No, it didn't tell us. Uh, but I've heard of, of somebody saying he was probably writing into the stone the the Ten Commandments, the law. Right. Because he was the creator of the law. He was the one it's, making the law. It's you know? possible. He's probably like started commandment number one, you know, and writing in the sand. I could just imagine it as he's writing it, the people are walking away. Right. They're starting to one by one from the oldest to from the greatest to the youngest started walking away. Right. You know, that's an incredible story, man. Um, it is. Mm -hmm. It is. And, you know, yeah, I mean, thinking, I, I was wondering, like, was he pointing arrows at them? <laughs> like, you need to look at yourself yeah. <laughs> before, before that's you're uh, pointing yeah. the finger at her. Right. Right. So they continue to ask him. So he's not, he had been teaching. He just starts, they're yapping. He just drawing, you know, in the dirt there. He's making whatever, what, Ten Commandments or writing a message to them, whatever it is. They keep asking him. He finally stands up, let him who was without sin among you be the first to throw 
a stone at her. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. How about if you're perfect enough to throw a stone, you throw a stone. And this, to me, is one of the great verses of the Bible because Absolutely. no one should throw, like they say, you shouldn't be pitching stones in a glass house. Yep. When you're not perfect, Jesus Christ said it in Matthew 7. When you got a plank in your own eye, shouldn't be pulling the, pulling the speck out of somebody else's eye. Mm -hmm. And clearly, I would not classify adultery as a speck right that's a serious thing that she had been accused of and it's a dreadful sin but they weren't perfect no and i am not either right and yeah. they wanted to condemn her <laughs> yeah. and when it when it talk about condemnation in the bible they wanted to bring punishment to her and when i yeah. want to bring punishment to somebody like i hope they get theirs i hope uh you know whatever happens to them their business fails or whatever that's pretty judgmental because that's condemning you're nope. condemning them when you have no place to be condemning no we right. don't because we have our own struggles and our own trials and you know issues in our life and i tell you what it's a tendency we all have to fight honestly right. we all have to fight this this well, we've heard it said, "Holier than thou" attitude, right? right. I mean, that's you, you, a real thing, yeah, man. Right. You gotta, you gotta stop trying to cast judgment on people uh, for things that they're struggling with, right. and point them to the helper. Point them to the helper of their soul. Uh, I like what you were talking about with, um, you know, Jesus said, "I don't condemn you." Right. Where are your condemners? He right. said, and they all walked away. He says, "Well, neither do I condemn That's you." That's verse right? eleven, right? Well, what does it say in in uh, John three sixteen? We know that famous verse: "God so loved the world, He gave His only Son, mm -hmm. that whoever believes in Him would not perish, but have everlasting life." Listen to what it says: the very next verse: "God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, right? But that through Him the world would be saved, right?" So. Jesus isn't the condemner of this world, okay? He's the saver of the world. Right. If there's any condemnation going on, you're doing it to yourself. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, yes, but I think also we people tend to be judgmental. People tend and judgmental from the perspective of being condemning, judgmental from the perspective of being nitpicky. I think sometimes people are hard on people where they don't need to be and you're not perfect yourself. So you're going to give this person a hard time because you think you didn't like what they did. Well, you know, well, you're not perfect either. I mean, we've all said things, done things that we shouldn't do. So I believe there should be some grace extended to people and Jesus Christ extended grace by virtue of the fact that he did not condemn or didn't yeah. recommend it, didn't say anything. He said, neither do I condemn you. Yeah. Go and from now on, sin no more. What I would like to point out is most times that I've heard this story, it seems to me, this is what I hear, especially in the secular world. Jesus didn't condemn her. Jesus didn't condemn her. And they cut the, they cut the sentence in half. They yeah. just stop too short. They say, see, Jesus Christ didn't condemn. You're right. But he also said, leave your life of sin. Yeah. He didn't condemn her. But he, he also didn't encourage her to continue doing it. What he did no. was, I don't condemn you, but you need to quit doing what you're doing. Like, you found mercy. Like, we find the grace of God should lead to repentance. The kindness of God, it says in Romans, should lead us to That's repentance. That's exactly right. It should lead us to want to change, to say, wow. I remember uh, one day, the, I was really bad this day in school, and mm -hmm. I got, like, three automatic detentions and a bunch of demerits and... You know what I mean? Like I was on a real roll mm -hmm. and my dad, he just, he went to met me with the school. They were talking about kicking me out for a while or suspending me. And I don't, they weren't going to expel me for it, but they were definitely going to give me a break for a while. 
And then they decided not to do that. And then my dad, he was so frustrated. He said, I don't know what to do with you. He goes, I, I really don't know what to do mm -hmm. with you. And mm -hmm. they didn't do anything to me. Like he goes, yeah, go to your youth group activity tonight. Go, you know, hang with your friends and whatnot. And that just so changed me. I, I can't even explain why it worked. But from that day on, I decided you need to stop. You need to stop being a, you're a pain in the neck. You're getting in trouble all the time. Yeah. You're a pain in the neck to your teachers. You're a pain in the neck to your parents. And you need to stop. But I think it was, if he would have come down hard on me, I don't know what my response would have been. But the fact that he didn't really made me sit back and say, man, I didn't, yeah. like, I shouldn't be that way. So Absolutely. I shouldn't, I shouldn't I mean, grace, grace is a powerful, powerful tool that God right. uses to change our lives. I we, mean, it really does. And I, I Bill, I want to say too, Romans 8, 1 assures us, if you're in Christ, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ right. Jesus, okay? So in Christ, that's the key. You know, uh, now, yeah, Jesus didn't condemn her. And Jesus doesn't condemn me. You know why? Because I surrender myself right. to him. But I'm and just... I, but I'm going to say something, though, Mark. I'm not going to condemn people whether they're in Christ or not. I know for me, my condemnation, let's forget it if anyone else condemns me. It's where I stand before God. If I'm in Christ, like you said, there's no condemnation. Neither do I condemn you. Leave your life of sin. Obviously, Christ has to do, all, all people are going to stand before God. I need to be forgiven. I want to talk about my behavior. You know, let's, let you know, like my standing before there God. Okay, go. that's one thing. But I'm saying the way that I treat people should not be the way this woman was treated. I agree. You think of yeah. the humiliation that they put her through. Yeah. How they humiliated oh. her for what she had done. They drug her out. He's teaching at the temple. They come and drag this woman out. I'm sure many people knew who she was because it's a not a huge city, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, so at least I think somebody would know. They drag her there. They put her in front to, to shame her in front of other people, in front of yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's not right. It's not right. Mm -hmm. And I, th I think about that. We never want to shame people. Like when I was working with teens, when I was, I would try never to call them out. Like if I called you out in front of other kids as a coach, you had to really deserve it. If I called mm -hmm. you out as a youth pastor when I was a mm -hmm. youth worker, Back in my day, you would have had to have really deserved me to call you out at that point. You would yeah. have had, there would have had been a lot of, you know, it wasn't working behind the scenes, so maybe then, but it was my pattern not to embarrass you, not Absolutely. to call you out, not to humiliate you, because I don't believe that's our place. And and for us, even as as believers, you know, we have people coming in that have been in drugs to church. We have people out, right? They're coming out of addiction. Oh, yeah. They're coming out of broken marriages. They're coming mm -hmm. out of all kinds of things. They've, they're coming out of promiscuity at times all kinds of different things that they've gotten themselves into. Never are they going to find shame in the church. No, they, they should never find shame. Yeah. Right? right. We're not here to shame. We are here to say, Hey, leave the life that's gotten you to this point. Leave the life mm -hmm. that's caused tr trouble and havoc. That's actually hurting you and others. Leave that life for sure. But we're not here to condemn you. Absolutely. That's not, a huge man. message. We are here to point you to the light of Christ. Right. I mean, that's what that's the the very next point. I mean, verse twelve, right after I don't condemn you, Jesus says, I am the light of the world. Right. Why does that matter, Bill? Why does he respond with, I am the light of the world? Why is that the very next thing? I think it's because it's crucial to understand that when we invite the light of the world into our life, that go and sin no more happens. You know why? 
because he casts out darkness. Right. That's what Jesus is doing. When he shines the light of himself into our lives, darkness goes away. Yeah, but you, you're right. You're absolutely right. You know, this is the religious leaders that brought him. Mm-hmm. In the same chapter that they've drugged this woman now mm-hmm. and said, should we stone her as if they're self-righteous and better than she is, he's going to tell them, and we'll get into it in the next podcast, right. he's going to tell them, your daddy's the devil. Oh, my goodness. Woo. Your father, because they're like, our father's Abraham, our father. And he goes, no, your your father's not God. Your father's not Abraham. Your father's actually the devil. The father of lies. The father yeah, of lies like, is wow. your dad. These are yeah. religious people. They had gotten so far off the mark. And so when Jesus Christ is saying, I'm the light, he's talking to them. Oh, yeah. To people who are religious even. And he's saying, I'm the light. You mm-hmm. got to stop walking in darkness because them coming in to drag this woman like that, the way they were treated, the lack of compassion, the lack of mercy, lack of any tenderness, the lack of any. Because to me, as a sinner, it has given me a, a phenomenal amount of compassion for other people. I realize Absolutely. how lost people can get. I, I know what denial is. I know what all these things. I've been there. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I've been there. And I understand it. And because I understand it, I'm very compassionate. It's not that I would tell you to keep doing it. But Never. I would, I know, yeah. I understand how people get themselves in trouble. I understand how things happen yep. to you. But we're here to encourage you onto the right thing without condemning. Absolutely, man. Without I mean, throwing we, stones at you. Mm-hmm. Right? I think I think we can get caught up. Uh, I think it was the last podcast you you mentioned a word called stuckism. Yeah, we can get stuck on people's outward appearances, just like this. These people were right. the, what they're outwardly doing in their right. lives, and we will completely miss the opportunity to be compassionate and loving to that person because we're caught up in all this low-hanging fruit because right. of their sinful lifestyle. Well, man, what what about an opportunity to have a coffee with that person or just point him to the light of the, right. the light of this world, Jesus Christ, the love that he has for them? That love comes into our lives. It, it'll penetrate, and it will knock the sin right out of us. You know why? Right. Because it'll transform us. Right. But you're not perfect. I think you're very close to God, Mark. I'm not, I don't not, think you're perfect. I, and I, I don't think I'm so... I mean, we're talking about God knocking the darkness out of us. Let, let's be honest here. We're, we're not perfect. We still say things to our spouse that we shouldn't say. We get mm-hmm. angry. We get upset. Sometimes if we're not careful, and I want to focus on this for a second, because he does say, you judge according to the flesh. I judge no one. Mm-hmm. We need to park the bus right here, and then next podcast, we'll take care of the rest okay. of it. He says, I judge no one. I condemn no one. That should be the mantra of the church. I condemn no one. I was just reading Revelation today, and he was talking about grace and peace. Grace and peace be unto you. First start, the book of Revelation, a book about tribulation, and a book that's going to include God's wrath. He still, the the theme is, it's peace and grace. These are the things that should characterize our attitude, and we've got to ask ourselves, Mark, are we at times unintentionally throwing stones at people when we put up these podcasts? Oh, hey, if you're vaccinated or you're not vaccinated, or if you go this way or you go this way, or you, you know what I mean? That somehow you're less mm. than me, mm. where Jesus Christ reminds them, you're not perfect. You shouldn't be throwing stones at people. You should, I've always felt this way. Give people a chance. Give them a chance to grow. 
Give them a chance to come around. Yeah. Give them a chance to get on their feet. You got to have some patience with people. Yeah. Right. And wasn't it you that that you quoted somebody else, but you said uh, some of us expect people to get what's taken us 10 years to get. Oh, yeah. Like that. You know what I mean? And uh, I agree with you. I think we need to have patience because God, he has patience. He's the God of patience. You know, he's slow to anger, compassionate. He's full of love for us. Well, right. We have to have attitudes that reflect our Savior. Right. That's what we have to do. And when people are around us, Bill, I, I'm going to tell you an unfortunate reality that I've seen in church, especially, is we'll talk about this all day long for the unbeliever that's coming in for the first time. But for the person that's been faithful for 20 years, it's unacceptable for them to fall. You know what I'm saying? If and they're unrepentant, Yeah. That's the key word. Right. You know, you said we're not perfect. I am not perfect. I'm not. But by the grace of God, Bill, I can look in my life right now, and I don't know of a pattern of darkness in my life right now. That's all God's grace. Right. But if there is, I'm going to take care of it right away. I have a short sin account with God. Right. I, that means I, when I see sin rising right. up in me, right. I'm going to deal with that right away. I'm going right. to say, Lord, I'm wrong about this. Right. You're right. right. I need your forgiveness. Right. I need to repent right now. You right. know, That's what I'm going to do. The problem comes where people get stuck in their pattern of sin, and they start saying, uh-uh, nope, I'm not changing. This is who I am. Right. Now, that's an issue. We've got a fundamental issue with that. Because he says, you know? don't, I, I don't condemn you, but sin no more. Mm-hmm. We're, and I'm not even condemning the, the person. I'm just going to stay on message, not for me to condemn anyone. I'm going to stay where Jesus Christ stays. I judge no one. I'm staying right there. I'm not here to judge you. I'm not here, but I am here to tell you what's right and wrong that I am here to do. Mm-hmm. Somebody who does the wrong thing and comes right around, like you said, short account, where they're willing, you know, quick to admit it, I have all the compassion in the world for Absolutely. those people. Yeah. I'm not here to constantly keep someone stuck at the worst moment of their life. Someone blows it. A lot of times you blow it. You don't even need anyone to tell you because you already right. know it. That's right. But Bill, with our work with those that are addicted and, and trapped in li- lifestyles of dysfunction, here's what will happen. They will fall and shame will rise up because they think they're supposed to have it all together because they've been coming to church for so long and this right. and that. I've been sober for you know a year and a half, and I can't tell anybody that I failed because what will they think of me? Well, the same way I wow. thought of you when you first came to Christ, I'm going to st- okay. c- still keep thinking of you in well, that way. You Mark, know? That's human frailty, and that's mm-hmm. one of the problems I'm trying to address right here. There you go, yeah. W- what I'm saying is he said, I judge no one. I'm trying to land this plane on this point there you go. that we need to consider the fact that sometimes we may be throwing stones, not even realizing that we're being a little bit judgmental right mm. now. Mm. We're being a little bit harsh. And where it's going to come up, Mark, is in our conversation with our spouse, That's our right. conversation with our coworkers or friends where we're laying somebody out for their behavior because we're recognizing a problem and we're saying it's stupid or it's bad and I'm guilty. That's all I'm saying is I'm guilty of doing that at times because something I don't like, I'm just going after it and saying that's not good behavior. Like that's not how we should behave because I'm frustrated. I'm going to say something about it. I'm just saying, I think that we're guilty of this more often than we realize sometimes of of throwing a stone at somebody, of saying something, of making a comment on a Facebook post, of attacking mm -hmm. our government, of attacking anyone who doesn't agree with us, of a... Do you understand what I'm saying? I just got done telling you that I don't have a pattern of darkness in me, but 
Now that you say that, I'm feeling a little convicted. You know, <laughs> right? So I might I, have to go look at that. Right. Yeah. I'm just saying. I think that we can all easily. So I, these stories are so practical. Yeah, we can so easily fall into this trap of just I know better. I know how you should live. I know what you should do. And if you don't, if you don't, then I'm going to be. You know, maybe my rock's just a little pebble. You know. Mm-hmm. That, you know that I'm flipping over at you. And, and the sad thing is sometimes we're not even strong enough to bring the person out and say it in front of them. Like at least they you know, yeah. brought the person out and said it in front of them. You think about how many times we're saying it behind somebody's back or we ghost somebody. Oh or my we, goodness. There's all kinds of things that go on on social media. People get ghosted because somebody, well, I don't like what you said. I don't like what you did. So I'm going to unfriend you, unfollow you, ghost you, not even be a part of your life, not text you or anything because I'm mad at you. What do you think you're doing? You're throwing rocks. Do you have any business like as if that person can be as perfect as you expect them to be? And I, I just think it's a great thought. I, I just want to say, I want to read it again, and then we'll close this segment. He said, I, in verse 15, I judge no one. I judge no one. And I love it. I think, yeah, that's where we should be. Anyway, I hope you've gotten something out of this one. Uh, we appreciate you tuning in. Have an awesome and a blessed week. <laughs>